All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. is presented by Botano. The game starts now. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. Boys, good morning. Good morning. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. It's Coming in Hot, pre- proudly presented by Botano. I'm on my fourth coffee. Uh, Yorkie just rolled out of bed. <laughs> yeah, I did. Just took the dog for a little poop outside. We're all good. <laughs> <laughs> the young guy was up in the hot tub. I was ready for this. I had a Celsius energy. I'm fired up. <laughs> wow. Nice. Yeah. You an early morning cupboard of the month. Am I what? Uh, early yeah. Morning I, yeah, I am. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm after night. golf. I'm after golf guy. Nothing wrong with that. I uh I just cleaned my tub yesterday, changed the water, all that stuff. I don't know the last time I used it. You gotta fire <laughs> it back up, man. The weather's turning. It's- I don't even know why I cleaned it. It was clean as a whistle. There was, there was no one's ever in it. Why are you changing the water now? You got to do like the right before snowfall change. No, I, I just change it twice a year. Why do I have to change it right before? It's it's stay. We use it all like it's all year. It works. Yeah, I know. But now well, you're gonna have to drain it. Now you're gonna you're gonna let it go now all the way to the spring. Yeah. Ugh. If it gets used six times, Yorkie, what difference does it make? True. Yeah, I guess I'm in every day. Yeah. All right, can we can we get on with the show? There we go. <laughs> Important matters. Listen, I have <laughs> I have five pages of the nerd report for today's show, and I am ready to use all of them. All right, That's let's good. go. Three minutes okay. a page. 
Timer's starting for Bob right now. <laughs> holiday. Look at holiday. holiday Monday for God's sake. We don't it's not like Canada where we just make one up every week every fourth weekend so you guys get a Monday. We actually we we space ours out down here. So true. Uh, don't get me started with it. Yeah. Don't get me started with the states. It's the best. Like how long can you guys milk Thanksgiving for? It it goes <laughs> it's the best. It's a Wednesday to a Sunday. It's a Wednesday <laughs> to Christmas. Yeah. It used it, to be man, when I was young, it was a night to go out. It was really <laughs> everybody comes back to where they're from, right? And so you the night before Thanksgiving was always a was always a good one. But I was young, Bobby. <laughs> I was young. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My then, uh yeah, my son's playing in the U.S. and so he just said, "Oh, that's American Thanksgiving." They're like, "No, no, no, it's just Thanksgiving." It's Thanksgiving. There's there's no such thing as American Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. It's the original Thanksgiving, <laughs> the only one that matters. <laughs> it's way too late in the year. You guys throw it in on like what October, early October, just for fun. But you know, <sighs> it's too late. Thank- it's way too I, late. Thanksgiving just really kicks off the like you know between Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's. You're kind of elevated that time. I, I love Thanksgiving. It's my favorite. By no, far. Just it's a waste of time. Okay. Um, <laughs> speaking of wasted time, let's uh let's get yeah. going, shall we? Uh, the uh by the way, it's September the fourth. So in eleven days, rookie camp starts for those keeping track at home. That's in Buffalo this year. And then uh September 20th is main camp, September 24th is the first exhibition game. Lots to talk about until we drop the puck on the season. But uh, I want to get to early on before we discuss some of the goaltending stuff, is does anybody see Vladimir Tarasenko possibly playing on the left side on the second line, or sorry, uh, right side on the first line, and Claude Giroux being moved to left wing on the second line? Uh, I know Drake Batherson said he would move over to the left if he if he needed to. There's going to be some tinkering. What do you guys think of Tarasenko uh, being moved to the top right side? I don't have a problem with it, but I do think one of Tarasenko's biggest strengths is coming down the left and cutting to the middle for that that off, you know, that I guess you would call it his strong side, but off foot shot. Um, so you're kind of taking away one of the things that he really excels at. That being said, I th- I don't know where it starts, but I think this top six is going to have a lot of movement early on until you find what works chemistry wise most of the time. Um there's going to be a lot of movement between Tarasenko, Giroux, Batherson. You know, the only thing that I don't see changing would be Chucky and Stutzla um, for any period of time. But I, I actually, I like the idea because Giroux can put up points anywhere. He's more of a disher for Norris, um, who's more of a shooter. So um, I could, I could see it. I think you'll, I think you will see it at some point in training camp. Yeah, I. It's going to take some tinkering. Like, look at last year, for example, the beginning of the year. Like, the Sens got off to a bad start. You, you had those two power plays going, one A, one B, which is going to happen again, by the way. And um, it's just, it's going to take a little bit of time. And don't forget, it's going to take a little bit of time for Josh Norris to to get his timing back. It's one thing to skate in the summer, but it's it's totally different once the game starts. And the exhibition just comes at you so quick. Um, there's going to be an adjustment period there, so. Yeah, I, I, I could actually see, and I, I said this uh, earlier in the summer, um, I could see them going back to that line with with Norris, with Kachuk, with Batherson. I, I just think they have chemistry from the past, and I know how good Stutzla and Kachuk played last year, but Brady can play with anybody. Yeah. Brady, and so can Timmy. Like, good players, it doesn't matter. Good players can play with anybody. So I, I don't think anything's carved in stone. 
Uh, I wouldn't be surprised though to see that old line together. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, that that's the other thing is like you know that that line has chemistry, and right now you're kind of you're you got guesswork because you have two new faces and i mean one by being josh norris because he wasn't in your top six last year right so you have two new faces and you got to figure out where and josh is not up to like i think people think that he's going to come back in and be that 35 goal scorer you got to give him time he missed a year Mm -hmm. of hockey you need to surround him with guys that are both offensively capable of putting him in position and defensively letting him get up to par so he's not going to be the the guy that put 50 points up right away. He, he will get there as a young kid, but he's also a young that missed a year of hockey. So you've got to have a little grace for him coming back. Yeah. This is the national hockey league. There's no time for patience, Bobby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there really isn't, but there, there has to be when you got a guy that's making eight, I, that, you know, <laughs> it's going to be really interesting because there's so much talk of when Adlauer, when Michael Adler comes in of what's going to happen, like the senators have to win and, and, for DJ Smith, he's on a one-year deal. Pierre Dorian, we've heard all the rumors about Steve Steos, possibly. Who knows what's going to happen with the front office? So I just think they're going to put Vladimir Tarasenko in the best possible position to succeed because you want to look really good for making that signing. So I wouldn't be surprised if he plays with Tim Stutzler because that's that's your that's your that's your best center. Um, you know, I'll I'll do respect to Josh, but from what from what he did last year, I could just see those two guys playing together because you got the shooter and you got the guy that's going to hold the hold the puck and bring guys to him. So if if you if you want to see Tarasenko be the thirty five goal scorer instead of the eighteen goal scorer he was last year, you're going to put him in with with your best player. And, and okay. And I, and I and I think I, I think that's going to be something the general manager is is really going to want to do. Uh, Bobby, I'm going to put this to you. So we make a big deal about left and right wing because we think that that's where all the players just stay all the time. Tell me. So when you're in the offensive zone, does it really matter if you are listed as a left or right winger? Is it no. not just where you're breaking out along the walls for the most part in your own end? The wall part breaking out is the hardest part to the biggest yeah. adjustment that you make. But I think people, when you get below the top of the circles, no, none of that matters. You're F1 or three, right? Right. Um, what matters is entries look a lot different. Um, putting him on the left will give him more offensive things to do at the blue line because he'll be on his forehand more. But he's made a very good career out of coming down on the right, cutting to the left. Now you're, you're taking that away. And if he makes that cut, he's on his backhand and that puts, that puts him in a, you know, so it's a hard spot to be. Yeah. So Bob, if you got, and, and I, and I watched Tarasenko a lot in the past of, I know the exact play comes down as offside cuts to the middle. So if you want that, don't you want your best net driver with him? Because the yeah. only, the only way that move works is if somebody drives the net. Yeah. Somebody has got to be backing off the D. Who's your best, who's your best net driver (laughs) in the center position? Well, you can see Brady, like he's, he's auto net drive, right? Well, yeah, yeah. I guess it doesn't matter. Everybody gets to hang back when Brady's got the tunnels on. (laughs) I'm going hard to the net and not thinking. Um, I like, yeah, it's a great point. Brady has a way to back guys off just, just by his size. So that opens up a lot of ice underneath for, for a guy like Tarasenko to cut across. So I, 
I have, I would actually like to see it, but the hardest transition for him will be in the defensive zone because it, yeah. it it does feel different when you're on your forehand. Like I, I moved to the left when I came into the league and it was a learning curve. You're just seeing the ice differently and you're on your backhand and that's the number one rule most coaches have. Don't make plays on your backhand, but yeah. you're putting me off my offside, it's going to have to happen, you know? I see, I see a lot of wingers now with breakouts because everybody now loves the breakout, which is D go back, up to the wing, then the wing zips it across to the far D on the breakout who's coming through that low seam. Yeah, That seems to be a move a lot of guys that are on their offside have a little bit better time doing because you're going under, you're, you're making that pass underneath the forecheck. Yes. Too, it's too bad we didn't have a little uh, blackboard here, but that's, that's a, I, I see guys on their offside having a way easier time doing that. Yeah. It, it kind of, because you got, you got to wait that extra second before you hit it underneath that seam. So, um, and to Wally, to your point too, um, when forwards come back in the zone, it's, it's who's ever, who's ever the first back is playing down low. So it's, it's, it, there's Correct. way too, there's way too much brought into the fact of center and this and that it's F1, F2, F3 on the four check and the back check. That, yeah. that was my only point is, are we making too big of a deal of Tarasenko, but being right or left wing, and if he's on the right in his own end, then he's not on his backhand to get the pucks. Yeah. yeah. True. So that's anyway. Once yeah. you start flying down the wing, it doesn't matter. And then you're scoring goals left, right, and center, and you're all of a sudden – everybody's a 50-goal scorer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right? Good. Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, Yorkie, I just put in an ad uh, blackboard to Yorkie for budget this season. Um, we do use technical wizardry, but you want a blackboard like it's 1981. I want a blackboard so we can do the Hawk, the Howie Meeker. We stop it right there. <laughs> all right. Do Okay, so we put the lines back up uh, in the local paper uh, by a local journalist. Uh, uh, DJ Smith said, Kubelik and Joseph can play both sides. At the end of the day, it's not about a top six and bottom six. It's about the best team. It's, it is best to have guys mix up and try to beat a team on – is it best to have guys mix up and try to beat a team on depth? To dumb it down, to give up less, you've got to have the puck more. Well, that's obviously fair, but – yeah. Uh, do we see like Kubelik and Joseph switching spots? One thing about this whole team before everybody gets excited, uh, Shane Pinto is unsigned as we all know at RFA. This lineup as it's constructed, giving Shane Pinto a new contract doesn't work. Uh, yeah. it's not cap compliant, but that's for a later day. And that's when the training camp is over and they mm -hmm. have to submit their lines or sorry, their roster into the league. So we'll get to that point later. So we're just building this roster as is at the moment. Um, do we see a point where, you know, Kubelik and Joseph switch sides? Does it really matter at this point? We're going to see a ton of different looks in training camp. I don't think it matters at this point. I think you're going to see, like you said, a ton of different looks. You're going to see a ton of different guys played in that third line center role until Pinto gets signed. Who can elevate their game out of the guys, you know, the Castellic would be in that mix four um, in the center position. So I, I know, and I actually was always the same way. It doesn't really whether you call it top six or bottom six. Um, I never liked those terms, but at the same time, that's that's what we're looking at. Your bottom six is going to be ever-changing. Bottom six changes more than anything else in hockey, I think. And <laughs> when you when you bring a guy in, when one guy gets hurt, everything changes. So right now, sitting as it looks like that, that was, you know, and assuming Pinto gets signed, I don't, I think we'll see those guys flipped numerous times throughout the year on that, on that left wing, right wing part. Yeah, it's the other that, interesting it, part. Go ahead, Yorkie. Yeah, no, I know we're saving the Pinto stuff, but geez, you, you, you look at that roster and you're like, 
how do you make room for them if if everybody stays healthy? Like it's it's an it's a great conversation, but it to me it always comes back to the same because you're not getting rid of anybody in that top six. So yeah, who's, the, who's the next guy that makes the most money? It's Matthew Joseph. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, I mean, Kubelik's two. I think Kubelik's two and a half million. Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting if one of the other happens to be injured at the start of camp. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's always an injury There's at always the start something. of camp. Yeah. There's always one like, oh, it's not ready yet, so we can just put him on and clear him and clear. Sorry, uh, uh, Shane Pinto to be in the lineup, and then we'll deal with it later. But there's always some stuff that happens right before the start of the season. How about anyway, one, we'll see one, what that is when we get to one it. guy that's probably praying for something to happen in, in that top six is Kubalik. Like we mentioned this in the yeah, summer, yes. how his world has changed. It's like, man, I got just got traded and I was the major piece in the Debrinka trade. I'm going to Ottawa. They need the top six. I'm a shooter. I'm on the power play. I'm on a one year deal. Everything's everything's coming up Kubalik right now. Now all of a sudden Terry, oh, oh Tarasenko's here. Wait a second. Oh, yeah. Hold on a second here. Okay, <laughs> well. Hey, oh, yeah. It's like when you do the numbers and you're like in the top four and you and your D uh, your team trades from their D and you're like, ooh, this isn't good. <laughs> Uh, the one other point before we move on, I think we bring this up almost every show. Parker Kelly and Zach McEwen are on one-way deals. They have yet to – well, Zach McEwen has yet to play a game for the Ottawa Senators, and yet people think he's not going to be in the lineup. Can we just stop this already? Zach McEwen will be there on day one, barring an injury, because that's why they signed him. They're not signing him to, to a one-way deal and sending him to the minors. And Parker Kelly, unless he proves otherwise, uh, is in that lineup based on his contract. Yes. Yeah. One way. A lot's got to go wrong for a one way guy to get waived to go to the minors to make 850 or whatever they're making down there. Right. A lot has to go wrong. So those guys, whether they're, whether they're press box guys or lineup guys, they're there. Like, like I get the numbers, not that big a deal at uh, 762, but he's on a one way deal. Teams, especially Ottawa, has it shown in the past, not big on sending. Uh, down guys. I understand um, Del Zotto went down at two and a half. I, I know Matt Murray went down, but they're not trying to send guys on one-way deals to the minors. And both of those had different kind of circumstances than this. Correct. this yeah, those those were more, well, uh, the Del Zotto thing was, was shaky from the get-go here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to say the way, yeah, that'd be a good guess. Eh? Um, <laughs> but that being said, they were different circumstances. You're not signing these guys to send them down at all. Yes, yeah, exactly. So, all right. Uh, is- I want to move on to the D quickly uh, before yeah, we get ahead. into goaltending. Uh, Shabbat and Chikrin will be paired together, and then it's Sanderson and Zub paired as well. And then it's obviously Brandstrom, Hamannick, Clevin, JBD, or sorry, JBD and Clevin on the, the last, the bottom eight, if you will. Like, those guys are fighting for spots, but Again, one-way deals factor in. Do you like Shabbat and Chikrin together? Yorkie, defenseman, you got it. Yeah, I, I listen. They're both they're both really good defensemen. They both skate well. They both move the puck. Um, being a le- being two lefties, I don't think is a big deal. I think both of them are skilled enough. Like once you get on the ice, you'll end up playing left side or right side, depending on who yes. goes back for pucks first. Like there's. Those guys are good enough where that's not going to matter. Uh, I just think for it, it's more of a case of getting back 
and just try not to do too much. Because sometimes when you have two guys that have that much talent, like, okay, we're together now. We got to do some special things. No, you just got to move the puck quick. And instead of leading the rush, this is the, this is the trouble that defensemen get into when they got this much talent. The worst thing, and I know Bob could, could probably back this up, forwards hate when D lead the rush because they have to slow down. Yeah. <laughs> they, they someone's going to cover the point. Yeah, get, get it and support it. Have a, like That pairing should have a fourth guy in the attack, maybe a fifth guy, every single time they're on the ice. And that's where um, if you want to not play in your own zone that much, have two guys like that that will get in the hands of your forwards quicker. And they'll be great at keeping pucks in because they're so quick, they're so agile. I like it. Uh, I always liked playing if if I played with a really good puck moving defenseman, something I wasn't too bad at either. It's a lot of fun. Um, talented guys love to play with talented guys, so I I think it's a good thing. Um, and then you look at that other pairing, uh, Zub. I thought last year there was some times when they played really well, Sanderson and Zub. I thought that was a pretty good pairing. Um, so yeah, I think it's a good start. But just like the forwards, it's it's just a starting point. So. That, that yeah. could change like who, and who knows with camp too like nothing's set in stone like who knows what's going to happen with uh with with Brandstrom with with I I think Bernard Docker is going to come in and have a really good camp like people forget young defensemen change dramatically in an offseason like one having a year a full year in the minors he got called up a little bit now he has a full summer and that's the difference between guys like him and a guy like a Hamannick for example Hamannick has had a great career, but this is the best he's ever going to be. And as is where, where Bernard Docker is going to get better. The question is, when does that happen? And that, and to me could happen at camp. You just, yeah. you never, you never know. So nothing's set in stone as far as I'm concerned with the bottom six uh, m- minus a couple guys and that bottom three D I think that's very interchangeable. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I love Chikrin and Shabby together. I think, yeah. They're going to be a fun, a ton of fun. Excuse me to watch um, from the red line down as long as they're, and they'll get they'll get tons of leeway as long as they make the right decisions and think. Yeah, yeah. Um, defense first. So I I like the combo. I think those two can really really feed off each other. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, quick question about that is, do loyalties matter? Meaning, JBD is a defenseman picked by the Ottawa Senators and Pierre Dorian. DJ Smith just wants to win hockey games. Does it yeah. matter at that point uh, if it's a toss-up of who they may put in the lineup? No, everything right now, as far as DJ, everything as far as this coaching staff is concerned, you do whatever it takes to get off to a good start. Yeah, and, and it doesn't matter. So you that's got, Travis Hamanick, because you, you don't you want a guy that's been there and done a lot of hockey. If 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 he's playing the best, he'll play. Yeah, like th- 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 this staff cannot get this team cannot get off to a bad start because everybody knows if they do, there'll be changes made right away. So yeah. that's it's and it's hey, it's no different than any other team. It's you got to win. Yeah, and, sure, but they they also can't experiment at the beginning of the season. No, they'll experiment in camp. They'll experiment in preseason. But once it's opening roster day, they're not like there's some teams that'll say, okay, we're gonna give this draft pick his ten games to see how he does. Uh, that ain't happening this year with the sense it's it's like and, and i used to hate this as a player We're like oh this guy's getting a chance the first 10 games long season we're gonna see how he does no they need to hit the ground run and you've already heard the coaching staff and the players talking about it these guys are gonna have boots on the ground and i, I think they're gonna come out of the gates rocking and rolling this year i think they're gonna get off to a great start 
I agree. They're not they're not making any decisions based on any kind of loyalty at this point. Nothing. Okay. It, yeah, they, they can't. They can't afford to. Couldn't agree more. Uh, one area there is no question is who the two goaltenders are going to be to start the season. I think that's pretty clear. Uh, Jonas Corposalo and Anton Forsberg. Uh, I like to state the obvious early on in the show. Um, they are obviously 1A and 1B. The question, the only question there is, I think, is who's going to play more games? Um, I, I, re I really like Corposalo. I don't, I don't really care about the contract. People are like, oh, they've signed him too long. Doesn't matter. But what I have heard from players this summer who have watched Anton Forsberg on the ice and have been against him, he looks really, really good. Like, there's a thought among the players that he could emerge as the number one guy. They would have a good pulse on who looks better. Um, you know. Now, that being said, Corpusello hasn't been here except for the last week. Right. But they're just saying that Anton Forsberg looks really good just coming off the double MCL injury from last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he he certainly has had the time to to strengthen it, get better. Um, I, I don't think you sign a five million dollar goalie without thinking he's your starter on yeah. night one. Well, they did sign they did uh, Matt Murray. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, fair enough. Um, I think they're making decisions <laughs> differently now, though. I think that uh, I think that they brought Jonas Corposalo in because they had conversations, and he's a guy that played in the playoffs. wasn't He was okay in the playoffs, I think um for me but he's got some experience i think he's your guy but i i don't think that they're looking at this as one two they're looking at this as one a and one b and i think that these yeah. two goalies are going to play more than most one and two right yeah. um situations it's not like vasilevsky where you have to roll him 70 times and hope that you win 12 games with somebody else you got two <laughs> good legitimate goaltenders here <laughs> well it, it is interesting because only uh 17 players sorry, 17 goalies played 50 games or more last season. There's that whole thing of playing 60 games a year. Uh, obviously, as everybody knows, is long gone. It'll be interesting to see. And I think that number comes down every year. How many guys play 50 games this year? Uh, load, load management, the new word. It's, yeah. it's, it's real. It's here. It's, uh, hey, that's funny, too. Speaking of uh, Vasilevsky, it'd be a great trivia question. Name Tampa's backup. Most hockey, most people in hockey wouldn't be able to say that. Like the most casual fan would have no idea who it is because you just, yep. it's a one man show there. But I, I'm with Bob. I, I think it's a, to start, uh, you roll both guys. And, and I love playing with Finnish players because they're just, I've never played. They used to have the saying, I've never met a bad Swede. Most of the Finns, they're just hard working guys, especially the goaltenders. Um, Long gone are the days. I remember playing with some goalies, Bob, where if you shot high on them in practice, there'd be a hot, there'd be a, a tomahawk stick just flying at your head after. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we had uh, we had Tom Barrasso, Wally. Mm. If you if you if you shot shot over his pads in warm up, you get the stick was coming at your head. Yes, like it, it was it was nuts. But these two guys, like I love the story about Forsberg. We talked about this last year on the pod on the bike Christmas day in the dressing room. Like how many guys are doing that? And then he came back and, and had that nice little stretch. So Corpusalo, I think it's a great signing. I think these guys will be good. I think they will be one of the best tandems in the, in the East. Well, I'm going to later in the show, ask you to rank the eight goaltending batteries in the Atlantic division and see where you uh, come out with that. All right. Gotcha. 
Um, Corpusella, by the way, did have the outstanding run when he got to LA at the end of the year. Uh, I think he played 11 games. I, I feel he was three, uh, seven, three, and one down the stretch. Yeah. In LA. His numbers were extremely good. So if he can bring that into here, and that goes to show, and you guys can back me up here, if you play in a different defensive system of how different you can look number wise uh, based on wherever your coaching so situation is. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't want you don't want Corpusello and what was going on last year in the Sens own zone. Yeah. No. no yeah. No. <laughs> no we, you can't play fire wagon hockey with Corpusello. You got like, you got to get you got to have some structure in front of him and he'll and he'll reward you. That's for sure. But, Is this know. where we didn't appreciate Craig Anderson enough? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Bob, yeah. is there is there a better goal? Is there a better goalie in the last era that was great on teams where you got a lot of shots? Like he, just I don't, seemed... I don't think so. I I was more worried about close games if we were playing well defensively than if we were getting absolutely <laughs> pinned in our zone because you're like Andy's got to stop forty seven. He's got it. Andy's got, got it. Top eighteen. <laughs> Uh, there's a squeaker coming. <laughs> there's a squeaker coming at 18 shots, but if you give Andy 45, you're you're winning. <laughs> it's it's uh, so crazy. Eh? Like there's some goalies that are just like that. Some guys play great in squeakers, and then there's guys like Andy that, hey, 50 shots, I'm good. I'll, yeah. I got 49 of them. Yep, absolutely. I've never seen anything like that. Uh, he was very good. Um, all right. So before we get into uh ranking some goaltending i want to uh get on with our our sponsors before we uh change where we're going so uh as always i know I'm a little disorganized because i'm trying to figure out there's something i'm missing on the nerd report here uh our show brought to you by botano go to botano.ca download the app i don't know if any of you tried trivia on saturday it was outstanding uh anyway it's true or false trivia go to botano.ca saturdays at 9 p.m eastern and uh see if you can uh win no uh no betting required um, their award-winning app, state-of-the-art, most user-friendly and advanced betting app on your mobile or tablet. The amazing world of sports always with you with Potato. Also, you can bet on uh, men's basketball right now, how they're just qualified for the Olympics. Uh, also, live in-game betting in the most competitive odds in the market. Botano, don't forget NFL football this Thursday. The game starts now. And by BEI, don't worry, Bob. I know you're too excited to do this today. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know if it was me or you. Yeah, no, Bonisher Excavating Inc., heavy civil general contractor. Don't forget, they are hiring. Um, they need laborers, mechanics, uh, concrete structure team, quality control technicians, and drivers. They need them all. Uh, get your resume if you need to into uh, BEI, Bonisher Excavating Inc. Give them a call, 613-432-1120. Also, if you have any aggregate needs uh, or driveway repair uh, and ceiling, give them a show too. BEI. Helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. There. Nailed it. Well nice done. Nice job, Wally. Uh, thanks, guys. It's, I want to start September off on the right foot. So um, I want to know, I really like the, I feel like this is one of the best goaltending tandems Ottawa has had in, oh, I don't even, I feel like even maybe Ray Emery, Craig Anderson, like back, I don't know. They wouldn't even have been together. You know what? Ben Bishop, Robin Leonard, Craig Anderson probably was one of the best tandems they had had. And I know it's not a tandem. Um, so I want to know where you guys want to rank the top or the eight teams in the Atlantic division. So how do you, how do you want to do so it? Here's, here, uh, uh, first of all, before we do that, here's a look at last year's eight 
teams in the Atlantic Division and where they ranked in the National Hockey League. So obviously Boston had that record-setting run. Uh, Toronto was 7th, Tampa 14th, Ottawa was in 20th, then it was Florida 21st, followed by Detroit 22nd, Buffalo 26th, and Montreal 29th. How much does this change based on this year? So here's a look at this year's groups. Um, and there are a couple with three, and that's Montreal has got three because Sam Montembeau is on a one-way deal. Uh, that's the only reason he's on there. Uh, Martin Jones is on a one-way deal with Toronto, although both of those players expected, obviously, to be in the AHL. Uh, and then Spencer Knight is on there because I don't believe he is cleared from the player assistance program, but when he comes back, he should be on the roster. So there's a look at them. Uh, there's a little bit of change, not a lot. Yeah. Detroit with adding James Reimer. Um I Big said Martin up. Jones in <laughs> Toronto. <laughs> I, he's nearly 500 games. I think he's 476 NHL games. He's been around he just forever. continues to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Casey DeSmith in Montreal. Does that change your opinion on Montreal? Uh, so, Yorkie, um, you're the one that scheduled this early morning show. So, I'm going to let you go first. So, if I just go on who has the best goaltender, for me, it's not close. It's Andre Vasilevsky. He's he's one in the because the goal if the goal is to win the Stanley Cup, that's that's the best goalie out of the bunch here. So even though they don't have a great tandem, Vasilevsky's proven he can handle like when when he's going to run out of gas and both his groins are going to fall off. Well, that day hasn't come yet. But until I see a better goaltender, I I still you know he can he can play. He's one of the few guys in the league that can still do that. So it's almost like that old Gretzky trivia question, like who has the most points? Well, it's Gretzky and his brother. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't care who his backup is. I still like Tampa. I love Vasilevsky. And, and people might say, well, what about Boston? Well, Allmark shit the bed last year in the playoffs. Like that that's concerning for me. When the pressure was on last year, he didn't respond. Um, they had to go to Swayman in the playoffs. So... Yeah, that tandem had a great year last year, but I've got them at two. I've got Tampa at one. And, you know, I probably, if I look at next, I see Ottawa, but I got to give goalie Bob some respect for what he did last year in the playoffs. Like that guy, he took Florida on their back right to the finals. But the problem with goalie Bob is he's been terrible in the regular season. Yeah. Is he regular season Bob or is he playoff Bob? Yep. I still, I gave him the benefit of the doubt. So I kind of got Ottawa and Florida kind of tied because I'm looking at Ottawa more of what they are going to be. So I like Ottawa right there, kind of with Florida. Then after that, it's, it, it, it's a pick. I'm like Samsonov in Toronto. I thought he was pretty good in the playoffs last year. Like, I don't think they lost because of him. So I have Toronto right after them. Uh, don't love their depth though. Um, and then I got Buffalo. I got Montreal and I got Detroit coming up the rear. Okay. Okay. I, um, wait a sec before Bob, before you move on. Yeah. Why would you, uh, what's the difference between Montreal and Detroit for you? For me? Yeah. <sighs> Nothing. I just, like, what has Montreal done that makes you think that they're going to be better than <laughs> Buffalo? Uh... Or sorry, than Detroit. I don't know. Montreal has the mystique of sometimes a goaltender rises above there and it's just got the history there of good goaltenders. So potentially, hey, something certain cities bring out the best and the worst in goaltenders. 
Yeah. Detroit, Detroit, when I was there, it was like a goalie graveyard. Goalies used to get just booed out of there. Then it all changed when they, when Mike Vernon came to town. My first roommate, by the way, way Bob, Mike Vernon. You oh, yeah. oh, you should have seen when he rolled in. Hey, kid, how you doing? First thing, first order of business, Vernie gets a case of beer right in the room for training camp. Uh, what, oh, a, what a beauty. Like old it. school, awesome guy. Um, I, I love that. I think your answer to Wally could have been more, more on the fact that you ranked Montreal ahead of Detroit in the goaltending panda because you saw what the defensemen look like in Detroit. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> okay, there's dismiss in Montreal right now, eh? So who like yeah. he's I don't know. Like I that's the thing with goaltenders. Who the hell knows? Look who won the right. Stanley Cup last year. Yeah. Uh, they're, yeah. they're backup. Um so true. but if I if I'm gonna have an educated guess, I just I, I see it playing out that way, but who the hell knows with goaltenders? I just, like I said, until Vasilevsky proves me wrong, he's the best goalie in the, in the Atlantic. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hmm. I agree with that statement but i did it a little differently and i went based just solely based off of the tandem um because if andre vasilevsky's not playing that other guy is jonas something um, <laughs> jonas johansson yeah by the way played he has played three years yeah. in the national hockey league yeah like but i so I yeah never heard of him yep <laughs> um so that's what i'm saying is based on the tandem i can't put them at one I went with Boston at one because you know that you got two goalies that can win a game in the regular season. Okay. I'm taking playoffs out of this. I'm just looking at the tandems and based on what they did last year, I thought they were incredible. Um, I put Tampa to be simply because Vasilevsky is the best goalie and most of the nights he's going to steal you games. Um, and then when I went through this, I really, I don't know where I expected to see Ottawa. I don't know that if I thought they were going to be as high as three for when I looked at this and they're, they're, they're in my third slot. And I think you can wow. arguably put them into the two spot um, based on, based on any given night. Um, I went with Florida at four um, because of Bob in the playoffs. And because 
Spencer Knight is a is a high pick and a good goalie. And obviously you correct the off ice stuff and I don't want to comment because I don't know anything about it, but you hope that he's cleared. He's medically ready to go. He feels good about himself and he's, and he's a goalie that's going to push Bob because that's what it was looking like for a little bit there. Um, and then the bottom four for me were a pick on my, I did slide Toronto into the five seed, but there's a clear gap between five and then six, seven and eight <laughs> on my list. <laughs> um, and I went with Buffalo, Detroit, and Montreal last. Um, I, I don't know much about Ukapeka in Buffalo. I know Craig's really high. Craig Anderson thought yes. really the world of Devin Levi um, yeah. and thought he was going to be good. But I can't rank him up there until I start to see it. And, and the expectations are high. So you finish with Detroit and Montreal. I thought Billy Huso was good at times last year when I watched Detroit games. Um so he he can give you wins, and Montreal is just—I I mean, they're in for it. I—it's I, going to be another long year there, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did uh, did you guys see the video that was posted on Devin Levi? I think it was a couple of days ago on Twitter. He was insane. They shoot. They showed him yes. in a in a warm up drill, Wally. How laterally quick he is because he's not a big guy. He's under six feet tall, which is rare in, in today's game. But his athleticism is off the charts. I'm fascinated to see how he does this year in Buffalo. Um, it's going to be, uh, you know, you're maybe another Yuri Suros, who's a small guy as well, right? And Dev, Devin Levi, Bob played actually played junior hockey right here in Ottawa for Carlton Place. Oh, did he really? Uh, yeah, he, I coached against him, and he was oh, wow. outstanding in this league. He's a great story. So. If you- um, if they get a good goalie there, I mean, that team can flirt with the playoffs, with the way they yeah. play. I don't think they're sustainable in the playoffs, but I think that they can absolutely, if they can run and gun and he can, and he can backstop them back there. Like that team's not out of the mix for me. They've got yep. firepower. They, they are they're They've got so much explosiveness. Yeah. It, it, it's uh yeah, I agree. They could be a dark horse for sure. Devin Levi listed at six foot. Uh, 184, drafted seventh round by uh, the Florida Panthers in 2020. Uh, he went five and two in his seven appearances yeah. in Buffalo with a 294 goals against average. A uh, lot of people high on him. So I, I like to see mm-hmm. how many games he gets to see where he gets to because me too. Uh, that Buffalo one is interesting to me because they, they're so unknown. Um, yeah. Uh, but I, you know what? I, Bob, now you have me thinking about them being at two. I, I really like Toronto's goaltending battery if you will and how do you go against boston i know you didn't like Olmark in the playoffs but that i mean they were outstanding they were um i still think i think ottawa is in the top three four i would tamp here's my problem with andre vasilevsky and i know he finished seventh in goals against average last year and played 60 games Hmm. but he can't this has to stop at some point doesn't it I don't know. It's the same thing with the best players in the world, uh, like your centers and your forwards. The game slows down for them. He's got, I guess, like he's been, like you can't argue with his body of work. And he's an extremely. Hey, in the past, though, he had a defense that featured Victor yeah. Hedman. And all these guys, they didn't give up much. Last yeah. year, they were 14th in the league in goals against average. Tampa they looked gives- slow and tired. Well, they were, not- but yeah, that's the problem with going so deep. Now they finally had a, now they all had a, a, a full summer too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're changes. This, you know, they went to the cup finals three years in a row, you know, like I get it, which is my point of why maybe Andre Vasilevsky is going to struggle more. Yeah. Well, and, the- and if he struggles or wants some time off, 
then Jonas Johansson is now carrying the Tampa Bay Lightning. Jonas Johansson, 920 I, save percentage in the minors last year, by the way, Wally. I did some homework on him. Yes. There you go. Yeah, three years in the National Hockey League. He has a, like a, 35 games of experience. 35 games played, 888 save percentage. What a body of work. That's what you're going to if something goes wrong. <laughs> Uh, uh, here's a trivia question. Who's played more NHL games, James Reimer or Andre Vasilevsky? Whoa. Uh, regular season games. Well, obviously it's Reimer. He wouldn't be asking the question. Yeah. Well, they're both, they both played a lot of hockey. That's why I was just curious. I mean, Andre Vasilevsky plays 60 games a season. Yeah. He's played 60 games or more three times. And there's been some shortened seasons, obviously. So what's the, how many, how many games has Reimer played? Uh, I think it's 476. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky, 425. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, he's been around a long time. Well, he yeah. used to, yeah, he used to light up the Sens every chance he could, which is crazy <laughs> to me. Uh, all right. So, how many goalies this year? Now that, oh, sorry. Now that we're done this uh, goalie tandem, the one that Florida is interesting to me because Anthony Stoller's played so well is where does, where did, like, Bob, at one point, everybody wanted to be done with. Mm -hmm. Then they get in the playoffs and Bob emerges. Um, yeah. They they have an interesting situation in Florida. They could be the best or they could be middle of the pack. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like their team. They, they could yeah. miss the playoffs. That's how tight the Atlantic is. Like if you start – or in that whole Eastern Conference, if you if you do – we're sitting down having beers the other night, me and my buddies, and they're asking me about <clears throat> Ottawa's chances of making the playoffs. And I said, oh, I like them. But if you start doing a, a, a process of elimination of who's not going to be there, it is extremely tough to make the playoffs in the Atlantic because if you assume – yeah, you, you just start going just off that you go. New Jersey's probably going to be there. Usually Tampa's going to be there. Boston – then you get to teams like, well, you got the Rangers with all those stars and with the great goaltending. And then you, you talk about um, Florida and then you go, it, it just, it runs out of a racetrack in a hurry. So very quickly, very quickly. And, and that's Is the, Pittsburgh I, better. Well, Carl? they just, they just brought Carl in. So you'd have to like, they, <laughs> you'd have to think with all those players, they're making the playoffs because. Well, what about Washington? Washington seems to always have a strong team every year. Well, exactly my point. That's what, that's what I was I doing. With, that's what I was doing with my buddy the other night. And it's like, as much as I think Ottawa is almost an absolute to make the playoffs, you, you do that. You do that little exercise, and you're like, whoa, it's it's going to be a, it's going to be pretty tough. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. I, I don't think Boston's going to regress as many, as much as anybody thinks yeah. because the defense is so good. The goaltenders are arguably the best. They're going to score less goals. Yeah. But and, I still think they're good. And do you, do you know Monty at all, Bob? Do you know Jim Montgomery? Yeah. Yeah, I do. He's a yeah. great coach. Like is he, he? Is a, yeah. he's, he is so structured and the way he coaches. Um, although I, they did lose a big piece there. Yeah. Two they big pieces. Well, they also lost their D coach. Mm -hmm. And like John Gruden was right. hired by the Toronto Marlies to become their new head coach. I think the D coach of of your NHL team is one is after the head coach your most important piece because it's your whole team's about your D right if mm -hmm. if your D can't move the puck if your D can't defend he's the guy putting the guys on the ice so that's a big loss for Boston it's a huge loss fair so does Boston 
I, if I were to pick, I'm going to go Boston may not make the playoffs this year. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. That's I'm not, It's going to yeah. be a surprise. I'm disagreeing. I'm disagreeing there. Boston's in, and they're in the top three in the Atlantic. <laughs> no, uh, no. God, I hope you're so wrong. I just no, want one time you to be wrong. Who, Bob, who's playing center there? Who's their center? I have no clue. I don't care. Charlie Coyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I don't care. Charlie Coyle is your number good, one. Eh? Charlie Coyle is your number one center. Yeah, that guy's awesome. Yeah. You don't have to be that good if you're in the number one center with Bergeron and Pasta on your flanks. You just got to get the puck to them and get out of the way. Well, the yeah. problem is there's no Bergeron. You meant Marchand. Marchand, yeah. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, they're yeah. they're, they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to be in the top three. You can take that to the bank. Take it to the bank. Okay. Yeah. So, wow. We'll do the same exercise we did with the teams making the playoffs. Now, Boston has lost Bergeron, Krejci, their D coach, Taylor Hall, Felino, Bertuzzi. Bertuzzi. Yeah. Am I missing somebody? That's a lot I of feel guys. I feel like there's another D, but yeah. yeah. Um, the kid that came from. Washington, the, the oh, Russian or, guys, Orloff and, and Orloff. Orloff. Yeah, like those well, are massive losses. And this is still the team that lost in the first round with all those guys. I don't care if they lose in the first round. I'm just saying they're <laughs> getting them in the top three. All right, yeah. I'm saying they're missing. I think they're missing. I think Boston's out. Washington's out for sure. But um, are they? Yeah, they just yeah. gave that massive contract to uh, what's his name there, the big bully. Um, Wilson, Washington, Tom Wilson. You get yeah. that massive contract. Yeah, I remember we talking about that. We're like, that guy's agent is in hiding somewhere right now. <laughs> <laughs> but Tom Wilson doesn't care one bit. Uh, good for Tom. Yeah. yeah. Well, you love Tom Wilson. What was it? A six-year deal he got? Like, isn't it like it? seven per year or so? I. It's crazy. Seven. That's a thank you deal if I've ever seen one. Wow. Uh, but, I heard, but I off the record. I mean, I heard off the record that he, the team, kind of he runs the he runs the room a little bit because you got a bunch of, and I don't say this lightly, a bunch of guys that aren't North American and and um, different nationalities are your best players, and it, it, a lot of it kind of runs through him. Keep things serious. He keeps the law and order. He keeps the law and order. I think you, yeah. From what I understand, he's the guy that the, the locker room kind of runs through. Uh, Six point five per year. Sorry. Oh. Uh, <laughs> what do they say when, remember when a guy when a guy would i remember we when a guy would sign a contract as soon as he'd show up at training camp and it was a lot of money he'd put the shirt over your head and put the, <laughs> <laughs> the brinks truck <laughs> he, put, he did the stick up on the general manager this is a stick up <laughs> look familiar bobby Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, you know you're you're talking to the only guy that didn't know what he was signing for when he signed. I had no clue. They were just telling me to sign it. I was like, by the way, what is our what's my contract? It's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. And so when they told you the amount, um, I, what was your reaction? <laughs> I remember talking. I, I at the time I had driven home from the rink, and I got a and Brian Murray called me and goes, "We're going to give you the contract." And I go, "Okay." You know, but we didn't shake or anything. I didn't know I was signing that day. I went home. I, my wife at the time, I said, what? I think I, I think I'm signing a deal here pretty soon, but I'm not sure. And then Pierre's like, you need to come back and sign the contract. And I was like, could somebody just tell me what 
the contract is worth. Uh, yeah, 51, whatever. I don't know what it was. I still don't know what it was. Um, I know what I make this year, though, because I'm not playing. But 1.8. Uh, yeah. But all that being said, I, I was going back there and I finally I was like, can somebody just tell me what the contract is? And they're like, seven point whatever it is per year. And I was like, that sounds great. I'll take it. <laughs> I was like looking over my shoulder. I was like, is anybody going to, you know, Ashton Kush, you're going to pop out here. I thought you did the old, uh, pardon. <laughs> pardon. Well, I said pardon. <laughs> you mean it's not eight. All right. Well, I'll sign it anyway. <laughs> did you, um, at all think, uh, should I, it's 50.75 by the way. Okay. Uh, did you at all think that's a lot of money? Oh yeah. Yeah. After the fact. Yeah. Um, when you start to, cause I had another year on my original contract, right. To, to lead into this. So I knew, okay, I got eight more years here. Um, and I never, I didn't think about it until I got the signing bonus the next summer. And I was like, Oh geez, this is, this is a different number than I've made in the past. Yeah. But I never really, you know, I lived in Canada. I spent what I spent there, but I, I live pretty frugally for the most part. I do, I do buy too many homes though. <laughs> I live frugally, but I buy too many homes. Well, I flip, I flip. Yeah, yeah. I get bored. So, did you buy? Did you splurge on anything after you signed that? I did you would have got a two million dollar bonus right away, right? Yeah, pretty quickly. And no, I did not. Nothing. Really? Nothing. No, nah, nothing changed. Not at all. What's the most expensive car you've ever owned? Um, I had a Bentley GT Speed when I played in um, Anaheim. And yeah. then when I got traded, I was like, I'm not bringing this. The salt on the road, they'll kill it. So, <laughs> um, But I bought it used, right? I bought used and drove it. And then really? sold it. Yeah, but that was it. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. Adam Graves, who was playing for the Rangers at the time, uh, he and I had worked together for the World Cup, uh, 2002, whatever year that was. He uh, or 04. He told me he never bought a, a new car. He always bought used. It's the way to go. I mean, it, they're a horrible investment if you think about it. Like I drive a Honda now, <laughs> you know, um, or Hyundai or something. I don't. I have a Hyundai and a Suburban. Who cares? Whatever gets you from A to B, and the kids are safe. I don't care. Did Did you yeah. put new rims on it at least? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Nothing. It's a great car. It's a great car. I love it, but fuel efficient. Yeah. It's fuel yeah, efficient. It is. Except good, war good warranty. Yeah. Good warranty. Reliable. The suburban's uh, a little bit of a dick kick to fill up. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> I found I, it Anaheim. Anaheim, because you parked underneath there and you had the guy that parked the cars there, Billy. All the guys had great cars and then when i got traded auto it's like everybody's got a pickup yep. yep yeah it's the same thing i was we, we had a great garage in anaheim and dallas always has a great garage the guys that play there always yeah. have beautiful cars tampa yeah tampa, tampa. that parking no. lot's fill i said i if i i was 22 when i bought it and i was like there's a little bit of keeping up with the joneses here and i had made a deal that um with my dad that if I had signed my second contract and it was north of a certain number per year, I could buy one thing that I really wanted. And that was the used Bentley. <laughs> yeah, that was it. And that was, and I, I, I had planned it for years and I was like, just got to score 20 to get that bonus. <laughs> so I can buy this car. <laughs> when I, uh, when I was speaking of Anaheim, the worst purchase I ever seen was Briz Ilya Briz Galoff bought a purple Lamborghini. 
<laughs> just went, I think the second day of training camp, he just got his signing bonus, shows up the next day in a purple Lamborghini. It was awful. That's tough, man. That's <laughs> tough. I played with him too. He was a, uh, he's a different cat. I liked him though, but he was different. Me too. Yeah. I liked him. I loved him. He was, so I did the outdoor game where he was the one that talked about the bear in the woods and he would sit on the bench drinking tea. And I was in that scrum that day. I was like, this guy is he's outstanding like i wish i could talk to him every day he's hilarious why you have to be so mean it's minus 40 out (laughs) where did brins go like he was he was everywhere for a while he dropped off i have no idea i thought he was going to be doing some media and stuff because he had a he was interesting now he's just gone yeah i always figured he'd be the type to be gone back in russia never to talk to again (laughs) yeah because he hasn't played since the 14 15 season yeah um yeah who knows where it's a good question maybe he is doing something i'll i'll google and see if i can find him Get him um, on the pod. i got one last question before we go it's a viewer wrote in or a listener i'm not sure which um he uh loves our show by the way he said i was i'm really good he's really a big fan of me um sorry so all anyway uh he's he's like we all know how much brady loves mr brightside and after watching Colorado in the playoffs two years ago and hearing their fans belt out all the small things by Blink-182, is there possible... Oh, and with this is my favorite part. With Yorkie being part of new management, what would it take to get something going like that with the song here in Ottawa? So should fans be singing Mr. Brightside during the game? No. <laughs> it, it, the only way it's possible is you got to get something going in the playoffs. You got to get to the playoffs. Yes. And then you get the song going. So, or, or it's, you know, St. Louis had Gloria, right? Yeah. Um, and they played that song after one win and it became their song for the rest of the year. But the players, the fans don't really get involved in that. Like the, the Blink-182 thing, that was the fans in the arena. It has yes. to come from within the room and something has to hit the right chord. Like we no, don't have, I want the fans yeah. to, do, I want them playing this in the second timeout of the you second do? period. Uh, yes. Well, I think it's you- outstanding to hear a whole stadium singing acapella to a rock song we had in ottawa wally were you working for ottawa when we used they used to play woohoo yeah yeah they had the woohoo towel everybody played woohoo the sends were the first they still do it that's because they started it back then they had the towels yeah that's that's just a woohoo i'm talking a full chorus here a chorus i would like to see it not be mr brightside how's that Ah, a different song, a different song. That's not so, like, cause you're going to wear, you're going to wear it out. Right. It's great when Brady shows up twice a year and does it find a song that everybody likes, maybe not cotton eye Joe, but a good rock <laughs> song that everybody likes. And we'll Stuntman Stu is now mad at you. Cause he loves it. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Anything but that, but I would going off what you're saying. Yes, I get that. But I would like to see it not be Mr. Brightside and let Brady go viral twice a year. Still. Cotton eye Joe. <laughs> Uh, I, so there's a someone just made a comment about how old that song is <laughs> on September 29th. How old do you think Mr. Brightside is? I song? remember hearing that when I was young. That's that's got to be almost 20 years old. I'm going to go uh, 1997. It turns 20 on September 29th, Bob. Look at that. Boom. Very good. Boom. I'm with. I want them to play it. All right. Like when Alfie at eleven eleven, they would count down and chant Alfie, right? It was something that just became part of the Sens game day ritual. Yeah. 
I want them to do the same with this. And I don't think it gets too tired. I think if they're all in and you go to the game like, man, I can't wait for them to sing that song because I want to sing it tonight because they're the third time or the first time you've ever been to a Sens game. Those people are all in, right? They're excited. Fair. For them, yeah. it's new. That's true. I'll okay. give you, I'll, I'll give it. Okay. I'll say I'm on board with that then. Yeah. Get let's the hear point. it. Let's, let's try it once in the preseason. Oh, and I then let's find it. To sing it right now. I said, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not singing. No. If you went to a karaoke bar, gentlemen, what's the song you are singing? Mm. Backstreet Boys, you are my father. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I'll give you a story for another time. A karaoke and a bunch of teammates. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm taking a ter- an easy song because I'm a terrible singer. I'm taking Lou Reed, "Take a Walk on the Wild Side." There you go. Oh, I like that. No, I, I, I'll think about that, but I'll, remind me to tell that story. It's not that okay. big of a story, but it's, yeah. I, I will uh, set this up for uh, another show. Deal. Uh, Backstreet Boys and Bob. <laughs> okay. Oh. Uh, all right, gentlemen. Uh, that's how we wrap up the show with something fun light. So, uh, Crank your music and go enjoy your day. I appreciate everybody, by the way, stopping by on a Monday morning on a holiday, holiday. Uh, to have to have a little sense chat. Uh, so everybody, go enjoy your day, and uh, we will see you on Thursday. Thanks for watching. See you yeah. later. Coming in hot is brought to you by Botano.ca. Please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.